have you ever in your life overcommitted to something and instantly regretted the fact that you said yes to that thing? Oh, Ooh, my gosh. instantly. Don't ask me that. Instantly. Maybe not instantly, but soon thereafter, you knew like, oh, how in the world am I going to do that? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, I want to be the nice guy now. It's really just because I'm insecure. Wait. Right? I wait, want, I want people to like me. What? Blake, is this podcast, is that is this how that happens? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I focus on this podcast. I was going to say, they're like, hey, do you want to do this podcast? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> three, three years later, 200 episodes later. Blake just said he wants to be the nice guy. I think sometimes, well, let me speak for myself. When I say yes, it's because I genuinely... If I have something to offer that's going to help whatever the ask is, then I genuinely want to be a part of that to help making it happen. But instantly, again, after I'm saying that, I'm like, man, this this is probably a, a lot bigger of a commitment than I'm estimating it to be. And it's probably going to hit at the time where a whole bunch of other stuff is going on. So I'm already thinking about, all right, if that happens, how am I going to back out of this if if necessary, if need be? Yeah, let's. Let's be real. Uh, there was a tiny, just a are you, tiny. Are you saying I wasn't being me. real just now, Blake? No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm prefacing what I'm about to say. Okay. 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 I'm gonna say what introverts like myself were thinking. There was this little thing. You guys probably don't even remember this, but there was this uh, global pandemic, and uh, a lot of times you had to stay inside, and you know I. Uh, I got to be honest. Sometimes I would uh, be like, you know, you know, COVID and stuff. I probably should. I probably can't do this. I have to. I got to stay away. Sorry. I'm just not going to be able to make it. And a little bit. I was like too much of a wuss just to say, hey, I don't want to do that. So I'm interested in what we're talking about now, because thank, thankfully, uh, you know, for the most part, the whole pandemic excuse is behind us. But it's time for Blake to level up here and figure out how can I, how can I figure out how to uh, flex my no muscle, as uh, our dear friend Michael would say. So today we've got two tips to help you negotiate out of stuff. All the things, all the introverts rejoice. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to you both. Happy Monday. I just did my worst dance moves of all time <laughs> for that intro. So nobody laughed except Verbs. I got a little smirk out of Verbs. Everybody else just it's, kept a I saw face. you on the periphery. I took it I seriously. Like, I cannot look. <laughs> oh, happy Monday, gang. Well, it's good to be Monday back to you too. Okay. <laughs> Y'all want to just jump into this? Cause I feel like this is so meaty. Everybody needs to know how to do this. And it's not something most people learn. They kind of blunder their way 
through most likely or just suffer through. They're like, I said I was going to do it and I'm just going to have to do it. Yeah. So how do you step back from a commitment or responsibility that you've already agreed to? Off the top of my head, I'm thinking Courtney's going to say bribery and physical intimidation. Uh, So you (laughs) can go ahead, Courtney. You can continue that thought. Yes. That is my number one go-to is just power. I know you two know Mm -hmm. this. I'm just a come with the power. (laughs) Commanding force. For everybody listening, that is a lie. Okay, I'm like, you people know that's a joke. <laughs> right. It's just like after, Nick, then there was Nick silence. just inserts like 30 seconds of silence in the podcast and just <laughs> let it sit. Yeah, but guys, as we get into these tips, I'm just having this thought because I think I've I've kind of came up with the hey, let your yes be your yes mindset, and mm-hmm. and the fact that now we're having to back out or negotiate out of something we've said yes to. I'm I'm struggling with that a little bit, so I'm anxious to hear these tips as far as the mindset that we put around these things, and to help um, you know really examine what we're saying yeah. yes to in the first place. Because a lot of times, really, no is the necessary thing to say. So, tip number one is explain the situation, and I know some of you may be thinking going back to what Verbs just said, is it okay for me to get out of situations I've already committed to? And the answer is yes. But I think there's a key here that's really important. And that is you have to take responsibility for making the commitment in the first place. And honestly, I think when you really own that, it'll keep you in the future. Because sometimes that's not really fun to be like, hey, I said yes to this when I shouldn't have. Um, and here's the reason for that. You know, I have this, you know, situation with my family or I have whatever the reason is, you have to really own that. And so I think in the future, it'll help you say no more, which is a good thing. So again, I think the pain of having to own the error in the first place will keep you from getting in these situations again, saying yes to something. It's hard. Sometimes, you know, when people ask you, especially when they ask you head on, verbs I can only imagine somebody asking you like, hey, will you mix this song for me? And you're like, yeah, when I want to help them. It's hard to tell someone no. That is real. But I think when you've gotten into something that you realize, man, I am in too deep. This is not going to work. It's not going to be good for these things over here that are more important. I've got to go back to that person and say, hey, I I said yes to this when I shouldn't have. Yeah. And I think people, I think people respect that. And as much as we you know, take the responsibility for it. We own it for the sake of maintaining our own integrity. I do think people respond well to that, especially if we're trying to get ahead of it and offering options or solutions outside of ourselves that will help get the same thing accomplished. Yes. Okay. Do you, do either of you have a, a situation? I have one that I didn't actually get out of, but I probably should have in hindsight. <laughs> Still currently bound to this commitment you speak of. It's called uh, parenting. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I feel like I am like the other end of Blake where he's like, I'm just going to know I can't do that thing. I'm like, 
get a little like all the fun spontaneity, like, oh yeah, that field trip. Yes. Oh, I need to go in for to school for this book fair thing. Like that sounds so fun. You know, um, oh, they need a teacher for this thing. And I love, I love problem solving for people. I love problem solving, period. And so when people need help solving a problem, I'm like, oh, cool. So turn me loose. Like, and you know, Obviously, that can cause a lot of these issues. Um, but do either of you have a like very specific example of a time you had to explain the situation? I can't think of anything specifically, but I will say that there have been times, and this is, I don't want to co-opt anyone's trademark stuff here. Uh, this is a little scuba, at least in terms of emotions. Mm. There have been times where... Uh, especially when I was younger, like in my twenties where things really sort of like fell apart in terms of like the amount of things I had taken on. And so the problem there of course is now you've got too much to do and you can't do it. And you're, it's unclear how you even start to get out of it because it's not getting done. So at some point you have to just tell somebody, you have to say, I said, I would do this. <laughs> I overextended myself. And the reason is because I just, I, I just took on too much. It is very, it's like embarrassing. It's like, it is very hard to emotionally cope with. And the avoidance of that is the reason why sometimes I didn't do it, which of course in the long run only sets you back. Cause now you've, right. you've destroyed those relationships. Cause you, your word doesn't mean anything. Hmm. It's very, this is a real, I'm just, it's not even a story. It is just like a, it's I've been there. <laughs> it is a thing I struggle with all the time. And uh, it is very, very real. So just like to be a Courtney, be a Blake, be a Verbs. Don't be like me. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Listen, I'm the person in high school, literally joined every single club possible or sport just so I could be in the yearbook more times. This is the most revealing thing about Courtney I've ever heard. <laughs> Did it work? Oh, yes. I was, I think there was only one person that had more numbers beside their name in the back of the yearbook. And I went to a very large high school. There were 500 people in my graduating yeah. class. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think what Nick is saying, I mean, just the idea of your word actually meaning something and having integrity. Yeah. Um, like it's forced me to even, like even in, you know, regular kind of more casual conversations to where, you know, somebody you know, finds out I do music then like, yeah, yeah. Hey, we should get together and maybe write sometime or something like that. And then the instinct is, yeah, we should do that, man. Let's, let's exchange numbers. And then really in the back of my head, it's, it's probably not really going just because of everything else I have going on in life that probably won't happen, but I don't have it at that moment just to like shut the whole thing down and come with the hatch and be like, nah, I don't really have time for that. But just getting to that point to where I'm more aware of what I'm saying in those conversations. And so there's not like a, that person doesn't leave the conversation with an expectation like, Oh yeah, we're about to sit and have a writing session with verbs. So I'm, I'm just trying to figure out even how to respond in those situations. So it doesn't get to a yes, absolutely. Then there's a whole nother expectation that's like, I got to back out of that when the time comes for it to actually, actually go down. Well, we've got a second tip for you, which is offer to help solve the problem with them. So if you've made a commitment to help do a thing, solve a problem, don't just leave the person high and dry 
Don't just say, hey, I'm I'm out, you know, sorry, I just can't do this. Uh, you could go one step further and and ask yourself, well, what could I do to help them get the result that they wanted from my involvement with this thing? Is it finding helping to find a replacement for that? Is it making a suggestion, you know, about, hey, you know, you could accomplish this with less, maybe if you tried X, Y, and Z thing. But this is helpful because you are able to protect your own values and your own boundaries and and the important stuff that you're trying to protect by decommitting or negotiating out of a commitment. But you're also protecting, uh, you know, a value of service to that person because you probably said yes for a reason. You probably said yes because you care about this person to some extent or this community or this event, right? You can continue that. You don't have to ditch the care when you ditch the commitment. You can continue that by offering some sort of creative solution-oriented offering to that person. So Verbs, when someone, you know, the next time I say, hey, Verbs, you want to write together, you don't just have to say... Yeah, sure, Blake. You can say, well, Blake, let me find a solution for you. Here's, I know a guy. You know, I could, I could sit and write with you, but I might not be the best person you should write with. <laughs> I do have a couple of friends. I could send you their numbers. <laughs> but Blake, here's, here's, here's the benefit of, of fatherhood at your stage. If you've ever committed to something or recently committed to something that you know that you really didn't want to do, you can always you could always utilize the infant card at this. Oh stage. yeah, oh yeah. Maximize what you oh, can. Oh man, oh yeah. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps, including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life, you'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Hey guys, today I have a very special guest. Daryl Hammond, our director of coaching, is joining me today to share a little bit about who she is, about what she does here at Full Focus, and a little bit about her story and tips using the Full Focus Planner. So, hey, Daryl, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Courtney. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a great Monday here on the podcast, as always. 
Well, why don't we just kick it off by having you share a little bit about who you are and what you do here at Full Focus. Sure. Uh, well, hi, everybody. Um, as Courtney mentioned, I am the director of coaching um, at Full Focus. I actually am new to the team, so I'm about six weeks in maybe now, and it's super exciting. I've, I've loved it so far. Um, and yeah, so I lead our business accelerator program. For many of you who follow us, you may know our program. Business accelerator is where we help small business owners and executive leaders really think about how to apply our tools and frameworks to accelerate their business. Um, we w- really want to help people um, experience what we call the double win, right? Which is winning at work and succeeding at life. So we want to help people reach their most important goals in their business, but also, you know, think about how that tracks to their broader life experience with their family, friends, their passion, their hobbies. We want to equip people to be able to um, really live full lives, right? And so I, you know, manage our our coaches. We have incredible coaches. Uh, I help our content team create some of the, the content for Business Accelerator and really just focus on how do we keep improving that experience for our clients so that they're getting maximum value out of it. So that's me in a yeah. nutshell. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we basically asked Erilyn, like, hey, could we grab you to jump on the podcast with us here soon? And you joined us from your native working environment, which is a coffee shop, right? So if you are listening and wondering, either Darylin has a lot of people in her kitchen um, at her house or, you know, something exciting is happening in the full focus office. It's actually a coffee shop, a very cool one, I might add, for people watching (laughs) online. So Darylin, I know that even before you joined our team, you had been using the full focus planner for a while. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that journey. When did you start using it? What was the issue or the problem that you were trying to solve with it? And what's it been like since then? Yeah. So I started using the planner, I guess it had to have been 2020 um, because I started using it in, in the, somewhere in the height of the pandemic. Um, And really, you know, a lot of it was feeling a lot of what our clients feel and what our, our listeners feel is just a really high sense of overwhelm. Um, before joining Full Focus, I was working in ministry full time. And like a lot of churches, we were making the adjustment to uh, be completely virtual. And so, you know, beyond just streaming services, what does it look like to facilitate community and support people in a time where there's a lot of fear um, and, and just worry, a lot of change happening? And so, you know, we were scrambling a little bit, you know, our church staff. Because, you know, of course, we were navigating our own emotional feelings in the midst of all of that. And just the volume of things to get done just increased. The volume of communication, emails, text messages, you know, Slack threads, Mm -hmm. Facebook notifications, um, projects, you know, planning meetings, everything. And I was feeling swamped in that. And, you know, with everything going on, I think just a little bit um, resentful, if I'm honest, you know, just like, why is all of this happening? Why is it like so weighty and stressful and all of that. And I was just looking for things to be productive. Um, And I was on a mailing list, you know, with um, Full Focus years ago, um, back when I think the company was still doing, um, you know, Platform University. And so I kind of just lingered on that mailing list. And I think it's providential. I was scrolling through my email and saw something about productivity, opened it up. And there was, you know, an email about the Full Focus Planner. 
So I looked at it. Um, I started using it, um, started listening to the focus on this podcast and um, very quickly started seeing the the full focus system improve just my my focus, my sense of peace, my sense of restfulness um, and really helping me think about what am I spending my time on? Am I spending my time on the right stuff and not just like checking things off of a list? Yeah. Um, and I've said this to some folks on staff, like it really redeemed work for me. It really kind of mm-hmm. helped me to see that work didn't have to be this thing that was exhaustive and frustrating and um, that left me like tired or dreading the next day. Or, you know, like we call, you know, when we get to Sunday, the Sunday scaries of like, oh, another Monday is coming. It helped kind of redeem mm-hmm. work and make it something joyful again, which kind of translated yeah. to every other area of my life, too. So um, it was radically uh, transformative in a way. Um, and who would think, you know, something as simple as a planner and a system, you know, but it had that impact on me. So <laughs> that is so good. And I think so wise. And so you're really saying, you know, it's kind of like you were able to put work back into its container, mm-hmm. you know, that it had spread. And I think that was for many people, me included during the pandemic, it was just hard. You know, everything was, everything had changed. And it wasn't just like you singularly were experiencing this. We were all experiencing it. And so things weren't in their right places. There weren't constraints like there used to be on things. And that might be because you're working at home or there were lots of different reasons. But I love what you described of what I heard you say was really being able to put it back into into its container so that the other things could thrive in your life. And that's, that's a really powerful picture of really what this system can do. I say it all the time. I'm like, I don't think it's too much to say that this can change your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree. Well, you know, our users love to hear a tip, a trick, you know, a hack. Um, So is there anything special or unique that you, you, you know, a unique way that you use the Full Focus Planner? Oh, well, I don't know that this is super unique, but I'm a big color coder. And so ah. um, <laughs> uh, when I use the the calendars, especially the monthly calendars, I plot out everything in color. So it's very easy for me to track and say, okay, you know, here's the whole month. This is a work thing. This is a personal thing. This is a hobby. This is a family thing. Um, here are people's anniversaries and birthdays. Um, I'm very visual. And so a lot of my life is about hacking, you know, whatever I'm using or doing to make it more visually appealing so that it's a quick, um, a quick use of it for me. So I do that. Um, I'm trying to think of other, of other hacks that I have with the the planner. That's probably the one that stands out the most and is like most consistent. And sometimes I'll even bring that coloring into um, how I use like the weekly preview. So when we ask yeah. those questions of what worked, what didn't, I use different uh, pen colors. So what worked is like green, what didn't work is red. So it's like a very quick snapshot of, you know, here's what's working and what's not. Um, and I check track that down to what are you going to start doing? What are you going to stop doing? Everything is in a different color. Um, it helps you or helps me when I get to, you know, if I have to go back in the week and quickly say, what did I say that I was going to start or stop doing? I don't have to filter as much. Yeah. But it also helps me when I get to like the quarterly preview and thinking, 
what do I kind of pull from the course of this whole quarter that I want to bring over into the next quarter? It's really quick to like pick that up if they're color coded and not just all in the same black, you know, pen color. And then you have to sift like, what did I say? So, yeah. That's I love that idea. In my like truest sense of who I am, I really want to be a color coder. The idea of that makes me very happy. I've never really been able to do it very long successfully. It's like I get a yeah. new pack of pens and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, quickly as I am in a different place with my planner and I don't have the, yeah. the correct colors, it all goes downhill. But I love that idea. I love especially the idea when you get to your quarterly preview of how helpful that must be. Well, Darlene, it was so nice to have you today. We're so excited to have you on the team and to get to know you better and to have one of our focus on this listeners <laughs> on the team. It was so fun the first day. Um, Nick, you probably don't know this. When I met Darylin in the women's bathroom, no less, she was like, you're Courtney from the Focus on This podcast. Whoa. And I was like, I know. I was like, Small oh, yes. Whoa. Oh, yes. Um, people listen to this podcast out there. We're not just three people talking on Zoom. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. Um, actually, the, the, twice lately, um, someone from – at our church that was visiting from like Tyler, Texas, a friend found my husband and was like, Hey, actually I listened to, I think your wife's podcast focus on this. And so he came and told me, I was like, Oh guys, really? There are people out there listening, uh, which we were grateful well, for. And watching. and watching. And watching. That is very true. Uh, so anyways, it has been wonderful to have you. For those of you listening, if you're like, what is this business accelerator? They're talking about coaching. That is our program for small business owners. If you are a small business owner and think, yeah, I've got some obstacles or challenges. I've got a vision for what, where I want to be and want help expediting you getting there, we would love to talk with you. You can find out more at businessaccelerator.com. Darylin, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, y'all. It's been great. So here's some food for thought for you today. Think of the responsibilities that you have right now currently on your plate, and then examine which one of those are really truly adding value to your life and helping you move forward towards your goals. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about creating a not to do list. And obviously that helps get ahead of what we talked about today of when you've made a commitment that you shouldn't have. And so if you're interested in working on a not to do list, again, doing the work a little upstream from this, check out our spring clean your to do list. We have a free guide to help you walk through figuring out what should come off your list now and might even then take you into doing some of the work we talked about today of actually getting out of some commitments. So you can get that free guide at fullfocus.co, that's C-O, slash spring. Check it out. Why do I always end with a weird thing? Thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, so share it with your friends and don't forget to leave us a five-star review. It really helps more people learn about the show and obviously you love it, right? You love focus. You want your friends to get focus. Tell them to join us. 
We'll be back next Monday with another great episode. Until then, stay focused. Stay focused. The snaps are back. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.